Welcome to the Challenge Chronicles. I'm Devin Jordan. I'm with Trace Armstrong and Rob McIntyre. We're here to cover Spies, Lies, and Allies, episode 13. If you'd like to become a patron and listen to some of our bonus content, you can go to patreon.com slash the Challenge Chronicles and subscribe for $4 a month. We just did our All-Stars 2 draft. We plan to do all of our All-Stars 2 coverage on Patreon for the most part. Or That's typically going to be the bonus episode every week unless we change things up. So if you want to hear us talk about All-Stars 2 or All-Stars 3 in that general, which seems to be getting some steam, we did a episode to go over the speculated cast a few weeks ago. You can listen to that as well. What did we think of episode 13 for Spies, Eyes, and Allies? I thought I, it was very good. It seems like the... Oh my God, Rob. No? All right. Well, it seems like I, I guess I get on the contrarian here. I, I thought that the Corey storyline was pretty intriguing. I thought Amanda feuding with the Team Ruby, I was entertained by that. So that, I, I liked it, but I guess not. I enjoyed the episode, but I feel like these people made bad decisions. That's really well, what it sure. down to. That's, and that's the thing is like watching it from, like if I was just watching it to be entertained, I would have been just fine with this episode because I was entertained. But as someone who looks at this from also an analytical standpoint for this podcast, we were in a, in the group chat with Pat Mayo last night and we were talking about it. And what it boils down to is, is these people's personal relationships outside of the game affect so many of their decisions that are to their detriment to win. Who do you think made a bad decision? I think there were a couple. I mean, I, again, not throwing in CT. I still think that's a terrible decision every time they do it. I think Logan joining the Sapphire team instead of Emerald at the end, I thought that was bad. I don't see why he shouldn't have joined Emerald. I'm yeah. with you. That's what I would have done. That's what, I mean, shoot. Or maybe Logan's smart enough to realize that that team is a disaster waiting to happen in the final. I don't know. The, th- there's, the thing is, for one, that means they're running teams in the final. There's still so much time to get there. And for me, the biggest thing is just if he's sitting next to CT, if Nelson or Kyle is going in next week, who do you think they're picking to go? Oh, they're picking against? Logan regardless yeah. unless he's on Emerald. Yep. So who do we think the MVP of the episode was? Because I think that there are a uh, couple people. Good question. You could make an argument, I think, for three or four people, depending on how you watch the show, to be quite honest. Um, if you're in it for the funnies and the laughs, CT had some really funny lines and facial expressions and just overall goofiness that were great. If you like, you know, people who cause a problem, Amanda was a pretty good case for MVP. Um, and then I could also say that you could throw out, even though his screen time was lower, you could say Logan. Uh, I think... I think John Corey Corey was the most entertaining character in the episode. I I think if we're talking about from like an overall like game impact, right? I think it's Josh. I don't don't know how much of I. I think it's Josh, and I think you could arguably say Casey too, even though she didn't get the visibility. Mm-hmm. But they seem like they are in complete control of what's going on right now. What's oh, interesting yeah. is we don't get the aftermath with the votes <laughs> from everybody. Um, anymore for whatever reason the aftermaths are not showing how the emerald team is voting it's unfortunate i would have yeah i would have been very curious to see how many people on their team and who did vote for josh or vote for logan versus Corey. i think it's one of those things where there may have been some people that wanted to vote for Corey, but even though that they wanted to vote for Corey, they voted for uh or excuse me there are some people that wanted to vote for logan 
And mm-hmm. even though they wanted for lo- vote for Logan, they didn't vote for Logan because they knew they didn't have enough votes to make it go through. Right. So they just wanted yeah. to kind of like vote as a united front just because it didn't make sense to, to fracture the team. Yeah. What, what do we think was like, what was Josh's argument and not voting in Logan? I think they, he, they, he probably made some guarantee to them that he wouldn't infiltrate uh, Emerald. Right. I think that's part of it. I think the other part of it is that they. But if he wasn't going to infiltrate, wouldn't they want to put him in? I think that they, well, I know, right? That's like, that was the part that was idiotic, right? Um, That was also Take take that back. That doesn't make any sense. I didn't get that when people were talking about that. I think part of it was, I think potentially they may have perceived Corey as the weakest player. And so they wanted to put someone. Yes, they absolutely saw it all. Hold on. And so by putting someone in the weakest player, at least that way, the person that you're putting in has a decent chance to go home and any blowback coming onto you is less likely to happen. I don't, I don't think that's the case at all. Because we heard multiple times about them talking about how he'd been to multiple finals was this big threat. That was what they were talking about with him. Yeah, but at this point, like, who, like who isn't a threat out of these people? I mean, I, w- I, was, I was very impressed by Logan in the elimination. I, I wouldn't have pegged him to win that. And I think... I mean, quite bit, I mean Logan's quite a bit, bit bigger than him. Yeah, yeah. That, I didn't realize that just in terms of, like, tight. Like, he's just a lot taller than him. Seems like he had, like, a head on him, right? Yeah, yeah. Of course, because Corey's not Corey's obviously he's very big. He's in great shape, but he's not tall. Um, and he had, he had been really good in elimination scene governance. I think he had won like his last five or something. Like he, he had been on a pretty good rhythm here. Uh, but I guess it just didn't carry um, over. Something that was interesting with the elimination is the way that it was structured compared to the prior times that they had done this. So in the first all starts with Mark Long and Latarian, and then with Jordan and Josh, which Josh alluded to during the elimination yeah, i was like he's definitely got ptsd from last time with this <laughs> with the the limitation that they put on it this time and i don't think i necessarily liked it was that they made it so that you had to keep both of your hands behind a certain point on the rope right oh so i didn't really notice that yeah there was a line because probably because of the fire you know they probably had like fair um kerosene or something gotta have fire they, yeah <laughs> in um, discord i couldn't help it, but be like fire fire it, it was definitely different because um if you go back and watch the jordan and josh one the rope goes under a certain point and there's a lot more pull to it so the way that jordan actually wins that elimination for the most part is he like faints like he's about to fall off and then josh like gives a real heave ho and then jordan just lets go of the rope and then josh's momentum carries him off the platform yeah and logan actually mimics that strategy and, and this elimination which i thought was interesting I mean, I, th- I think that was the key to all of this, right? We saw Logan show some type of strategy. He so- shows some type of consciousness over being able to see Corey's weakness or see Corey's tell and yeah. be able to act accordingly whenever the opportunity presented itself. And at the same time, we don't know if Corey had a similar strategy, right? And they just didn't show it because he didn't win. But at least we saw... Logan have enough awareness to be able to tell us what he was doing. Um, oh. So to go back to, let, let's go back to Emerald's decision to put in Corey. So who do you think, or I guess what, what, what do you think the reason that they put Corey in was? He's the person with the least amount of Alliance members left. Yeah. That's probably what it is to be more than anything. Yeah. Like, I mean, he just doesn't, he doesn't have a relationship with them as much compared to Logan who apparently, and I think the editors did a good job of showing us that, right. They showed us, yeah. And this is the first time we had seen this. We had heard this from other people throughout the course of the season, but 
Josh is able to communicate on a level with Logan that no one else is. And apparently that's an extremely tight bond between the two of them. Yep. 100%. And the other thing about it too is, is it's just like Corey, it, cause we know Corey's coming back next season. They're not, not going to cast Corey at this point. Like this he is his not. job. I might just say no. No, he, he, He's Why don't you think he's coming back? He's coming back next time. He on aftermath. He on oh. aftermath. He was very, very forthright about not coming back next season. Why? Yeah. Okay. He wants to spend time with his kids. He doesn't want to come back. Uh, he wants yeah, to take I don't know. I don't believe. I don't know. I mean, I mean they, we'll see. We'll getting... see. Look, next season could could run a year and a half from now. We have no clue. So That's the thing. Is that I don't yeah. think we're going to get a new season of the challenge until like March, probably. And are, least, they're not right? going to start filming till March. And so like, he's going to have six months at home. Like he's, he's going to need some scratch by that point. Be because bad. we're getting, we're getting two seasons of all-stars back to back in a row before they even record another regular show. Yeah. Well, we know he was called for all-stars apparently. <laughs> that did happen. Well, That's what he said. They, they called that they wanted him on or yeah, they called, they called well, it's hard to say to what degree they wanted him on, but yeah. From what we know, he was wanted. And let's also be clear that a lot of these cast members don't pay attention to like what show they're actually being called for. He could (laughs) have been called for that other spinoff show where it's like Battle of the Reality Challenge Stars, the champs versus um, other. They probably don't even like forthright tell them what they're being called for either. Too probably not. They're like, hey, we're doing this show, All Stars. Okay. it's from we're doing this show it's from this to this this is what you'll be doing and then that's yeah. about it so who knows he could have been called for all-stars three he could have been called for the spinoff show that's been delayed till january or february from what i've heard so yeah. anyway um yeah i mean Corey's biggest issue is is he does not spend enough time talking to some of these people beyond nelson you know because it's fairly obvious the reason that he was trying to align himself with some of the rookies is because he just doesn't really have a relationship with any of the vets aside from Nelson. And then Corey's other problem is, and it's something we've talked about numerous times, Corey, when he's in elimination, he beats who he should beat, but he's yet to have like an impressive elimination win against somebody. Uh, you know, I think he beneath the row was impressive. I don't know. That one was kind of like set up for him, right? Like, I mean, it was like one of those yeah. Well, it, it pretty much came down to strictly speed, right? They made the ropes a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. So speed was more of a factor. Strength didn't come into play at all. At all. In that elimination. And you just beat him down the lane. Yep. I would I would agree. Because, I don't know, wouldn't you say that this is one that he should beat, though? This I thought he should have won this. Season. I thought yeah, he should have won, too. But this is now this, you know, again, I mean, and to me, Logan's, you know, hamstring is still hurting. I don't know how much it's healed at this point. They didn't mention it once this episode. Maybe he's fine now. But, like, you're going up against a guy who just pulled his hamstring in a balance elimination and you lost. Yeah. I I just think, I I just think he had a rough day. Like we'll we'll see how much this means going. Cause I I just thought he'd been pretty, very capable. uh, At this season, it seemed like he wasn't as in it as much, right. Compared to his last two. I didn't get that at all. No. Yeah. I just don't think he was having any game impact. So other than some random confessionals and stuff, I mean, the most visibility he had was just being the cheerleader for the Ruby team and trying to be the leader before Nelson came over. I mean, that was literally his claim to fame this season. So I, I, I think this is a really good observation by someone that someone made this in discord. I don't remember who exactly it was. I just kind of glanced at it. What everyone got mad at Corey for earlier in the season 
when he was in a perceived alliance with Jeremiah is literally what Josh did last night, mm-hmm. right? And taking his neck out for Logan. And this just comes down to how everyone values them in the house, right? The strength of their alliances. And Josh is just so much more aligned than Corey and Nelson that Mm -hmm. he can do, he can make moves like that and not get the same type of pushback that someone like Corey gets for not being as, as well aligned. Yeah. I also think part of it though, is just the dynamic of the team on because like Tori and Tori is pretty willing to that she she's probably just happy she's not on the outside of the numbers and that she's fine going along with whatever the people that are in power want to do um Casey's on that team Casey and Josh are always going to be somewhat working together Emmanuel is definitely someone in the same boat as Tori where if it's not him it's fine um Devin was the one person who seemed to have some issue with the direction they were going so I think if it was a housewide situation Josh might have received a bit more immediate blowback but we, with the team he's on, it was pretty easy to get through. We saw Devin have that conversation with Nelson and Corey after the vote happened, and Devin tried to suggest that he wanted Logan to go in. He did say in the team meeting with Emerald before nomination that that's who he wanted, but we didn't see him really fight for it that much, right? We didn't see him really stick his neck out. It didn't seem like he really cared that one way or another. Uh, we, I mean, we don't know what they didn't show. But it also could have been something where you just saw the momentum of the team and then didn't like didn't yeah. push for it that much. Yeah. In a team season, your best bet is if you're not happy with it, you just ride the wave of the momentum and the momentum was Corey. Um, one thing that I just started thinking about last night watching the episode was that Sapphire team is like ranking who is where and why are they making certain decisions? And it all started to click in one scene. They talked about, how they didn't want to put CT in because CT is basically tight with everybody. Okay. Oh, you should put him in. They should, but they're not going to. They're not. He's not going to see an elimination, Rob. You're out so much money. Uh, I should, we'll we'll then, see what happens. Rob, I, think then, you're, I think you're, you're screwed. Oh, you're like how many, we got time. He's no, waiting to see. No, that's the thing. Because like, how many more eliminations do we have? Like yeah, for the well, guys, two. maybe two men's. Maybe I don't know. So we have one, two, three. We have four, four episodes, five, six, seven, final, maybe. So we have we have seven guys. There's going to so it, a purge is not part of this, right? No, I don't think uh, we're a getting purge, a purge. Null is any best that I have. Why does it null it? Hmm? Why does it null it? Well, because that's part of what we agreed to. I don't know if I agree with that though. Well, I put it. I said it's the. I do it's because it's a game changing piece. It's not an elimination, though. It's not but, an elimination. Devin, I, I specifically because... made that point in the bet. Like I, I, I know. I'm, I'm, say, I'm saying I don't think that should have been part of the bet because the thing is that, like, to be like thrown into elimination, that suggests that it takes some momentum by people in the house to actually put him there. Well, a purge just is just like something that happened. I know. I'm and I'm saying like I don't think that should have been part of the bet. Like yeah. that should be just like. Um, that, that, that should count as like him essentially making it, I think. Yeah. Well, I understand. I didn't want that to happen. So I made that part of the bet. I know. I'm saying that was a good move by you. By Pat, that's a dumb move. Like, I don't I don't think it should be part of it. I mean, like, it's you can say whatever. But he, he's already getting decent enough odds. I was about to say, he's uh, getting good odds. So anyway, to continue the point. So they, they specifically said CT's tight with everybody. Devin's looking out for Kyle. So they're respecting that for the moment. I, I think Kyle is still the odd man out on the non-Sapphire team now. Like, he... Maybe Nelson is at this point. <laughs> Nelson's probably going to go in next time against somebody. Um, but here's the thing with the Sapphire team. 
there's the group of four and then there's the two expendable people in that alliance tori and emmanuel are not oh, you're in a on great the spot. Team. yeah in the emerald team they are not in a great spot because here's the thing casey and nani are together that isn't gonna break casey's gonna do what she can to protect nani josh and casey are together and Devin has been working with Big Brother since the beginning of the season. Like Tori and Emmanuel, I have a feeling are the odd people out on that team. And when push comes to shove, if by some miracle they don't win the daily next week, then they're the ones at risk more than anybody because the rest of them all seem pretty tight. Yeah, but I don't think alliances within your team help you. That. Yeah, it's pretty much like the relationships that you have with the team that wins the daily for that. Uh-huh. But that's what I mean, though. The way all these people are connected across these teams, like let's say for the sake of argument that in two weeks, okay, or even next week, we'll go next week. Let's say by some miracle, Nelson and Kyle and Amanda and yeah. um, they, let's say they somehow find a way to scrape up a win. They almost won this week, Okay. Granted, that was Corey and Nelson and not Kyle, but go with me here. All right, let's say by some miracle they they get in, all right? Kyle's probably not going to go after CT. They might go after Logan, but then Logan's going to look around and he's going to look at that other team, and I guarantee you they're going to say pick a man well. Because he's not picking Josh. No, he's probably not picking Devin. I mean, it's going to be the same rookie story again. Yes, like that's where we're well, that's, that's if Ruby pulls out the miracle W when it's men's week, which and all, all, we, all we've seen them do are structure missions that prioritizes the amount of people that have on your team in favor of that. You saw that again this week. I don't, yeah. I don't know if it prioritizes it as much as they don't do anything to get rid of that advantage, mm-hmm. which is essentially the same thing, right? Like if you have more people this week, there's more people that you can have untying knots and pulling yeah. it back to short. It's a huge advantage. Yeah, it is a huge advantage. advantage. Yeah. I mean, their their carabiner broke, and they still had time to go down to the bottom of the the water, pick it up, and drag it in without help from the rope. Like that tells you a lot about how advantageous it is to have the numbers here. They might as well not have even had the mission. There was no point to have the mission. They said it was. They said it was close, but they didn't even give us the time, so we don't even know if it actually was close. We don't know what the time was for the for the the team of six. We saw times for the other two teams very clearly at multiple points during the the, the mission. On the aftermath, they, everybody was talking about like it was close. And I mean, it's hard to say how close it was because they weren't doing it like at the same time. So you're just kind of guessing at it. But I, I wouldn't, I w- I wouldn't be surprised if it wasn't that disparate. I mean, the other thing though was too was you had Amanda doing her Titanic compression on the Ruby team, and the Sapphire team had Amy getting all messed up in the uh, mission too. So it's not even like the people they did have did a very good job. Yeah. Well, Amanda put out on Twitter that she threw the mission. Yeah. I was going to bring that up because she made a deal with the Emerald team saying, I'll throw the mission. If you won't throw Nelson in. Why don't they put that shit in the show? They should, but then it ruins the narrative a little bit because to, to me, you can't reveal that until after the mission but then i think also i also think production doesn't want it out there that people are making deals to throw missions unless it's like an outright thing like gauntlet three where danny's running laps like 
But this was pretty close. It's so, it's so much more interesting because then Ruby still almost wins, apparently, in yeah. spite of that, right? Like, think yeah, about how her. that is. And the, and way, the, they, the way they put it on the, the show... Real quick, and then think about how much more interesting the fight is between Amanda and Nelson. That Amanda yeah. made this deal to essentially save Nelson, and he's bitching at her. Go ahead. Well, the th- and another thing is, too, maybe that was part of the reason why they did vote in Corey, because they felt they owed Amanda. And part of Amanda's deal was, hey, I know if you put in Corey, Corey's not picking Nelson. So put in Corey. Um, the the um, thing with that, too, is because the way they aired it on the show made it seem like she just got mad at Logan for yelling at her at the beginning of the mission. And that's why she was, like, stunting on and doing this at the Titanic. It wasn't actively participating. So I think that adds a couple other layers to everything else that happened. Well, what did you guys think about everyone taking a shovel to Amanda when she got put on the Ruby team at the beginning of the episode? I thought it was bizarre. I did too. Like, what? Like, I don't get. I, I I haven't looked at it specifically, but I would bet if you looked at Amanda's mission wins over the past couple of seasons, it's probably higher than Nelson and Corey's combined. <laughs> I mean, it, it was weird because it's pretty much like the producers went out of their way to discredit Amanda and try to build that narrative around her performance in the mission instead of actually happen of her throwing the mission, right? That's pretty much what it came down to. They tried to make it seem like she just sucks when really it was she didn't want to win. Do we think those confessionals from Corey and Nelson and Kyle and Logan, do we think those came after the mission or do we think that Definitely they possible. totally That's came what after I was the thinking. mission? I think. Yeah. It, it was still odd. I just, I'm curious as to why she's perceived as so much lesser of a competitor than like Nani is, which I, I just have, don't think we've seen at all. I don't think it, that it's even a perception per se. I think it's producers saying, Hey, say this about Amanda in the confessionals. I mean, I do. Possible, for sure. I mean, that's, that's, I'm beginning to think more and more that production, like, if you even look at the quality of the confessionals and then you listen to some of the interviews and you read between the lines a little bit, the producers are getting more and more involved with feeding them lines to say about people. It sucks. In the confessionals, because you can tell, like, Nelson's bad mouthing Amanda, but Nelson, you know, kind of knew she was going to throw it for him maybe he's pissed about that i don't know if he knew that i don't think he'd be down for that actually if she didn't know if he didn't know that yeah i don't that's know what I mean. that's why it's so much more entertaining if they show us that shit yep i don't know maybe they didn't have it on video but it, it is odd i don't know and they're bad they... at their job <laughs> i'm sorry <laughs> they you know are, what i mean were, this was this was the, one of the most cookie cutter episodes i've ever seen it was just wash wash rinse repeat we went to the mission. We saw like a, a pretty mediocre mission that was just whoever had the more people win. We had a club scene. We had a pretty basic nomination, except for uh, Corey winning instead of Logan, and the elimination was okay. That's what we saw. I, I found it relatively engaging. Maybe maybe I'm just a little bit different. I thought the Corey meltdown and his feuding with the rest of the house. I thought that was interesting. Um, Josh, I thought the fact that Josh's relationship was kind of able to swing things, I thought that was interesting. I wish we would have gotten a little bit more of the Emerald Team's deliberation. It's like, okay, why why specifically is Corey the person going? It's just because that's what Josh wants to do, which is what it comes across as. Is there anything else going on? So the, those things are stuff I would, I would have to see a little bit more, but I, I found the episode pretty good. You know, I, I think more than anything, what I see watching this season is casting has to be better like has to be for this show to continue to be what it can be 
because this season needed someone who was actually willing to rock the boat. It needed somebody like a Wes. Well, it seems like Amanda's doing that. They're just not. Angry. She's trying, but it's not getting her anywhere because no one else is doing it. Like you have. Well, to I, mean, have... I wouldn't say that. She she just hasn't gone in yet, and she's still here. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I think she's been playing really well. I think what it is, yeah. I don't want to see one of these people on the next season. Not one person. Just not one of them. They need to shake it up. They need to get people in there who like don't have as close of relationships with each other and aren't aren't afraid to step on each other's toes because they're essentially employees of uh, Bunim and Murray, and they know that they're going to see each other again on the next subsequent seasons. I think that's a huge problem. I think that's I, I think part of it's the format that allows them to do that, where they don't have to step on each other's toes. So it's not like look, I'm that's a problem again. too. Both of those are problems. Yeah. I think that's almost more of the issue because if if we bring on people that aren't afraid to step on each other's toes and there's no stepping on each other's, like then if these people don't have the relationships that's there, Mm -hmm. then we're not seeing relationships get burned down either. You know know what I'm saying? If it's just a bunch of random people. So what if you take this exact same cast, the exact same missions for the most part, because you have to address some of these and you just go with the team format from the beginning. How does that shake things up from the perspective of, hey, now instead of, you know, voting, I mean, you're still going to have a rookie slaughter to start because they're just going to find ways to do it. I think the issue is just you could put on too many rookies and you made it too easy to target them. Yeah. Yeah. I I think it's much more complicated than that. Like in my notes, and I don't know, I'd have to see exactly when I wrote it down. I think it was like right after the mission, it's literally typed out in bold i'm so bored right now uh, <laughs> like and see i actually enjoyed the mission yeah, i actually is. think this was a solid mission the problem there was, was at least stuff happening in the mission when people they explained arguing. it i just went all right well they're winning again because the six people have more hands so they're gonna win like it wasn't even a Dude. question also fuck the club scene like what like nothing comes out of that anymore you know it, and it seems like it's almost forced upon us because it's there's like some meta perception about it. It's that, oh, they're at the club scene. Something entertaining is going to happen. It's like nothing fucking happens anymore. I Show get that. But I mean, we, we got a man. We, I mean, this episode, we got Amanda and the Ruby team yelling at each other while the Emerald team's like posing for that weird shot there. I mean, we had Abby and Bettina screaming at each other the other episode. Things still happen there. Things still happen there. It just, I think what it is, and this is probably, Devin, why you get annoyed by it, is it forces the entire cast to be all in the same room for a set amount of time. Because when they're, I I mean, especially because it seems like they're not doing the nightly like parties because they're limiting the alcohol intake because of the issues at the beginning of the season and stuff. And they're just not doing the, the challenge thing where people all hang out at night it appears like what happens is they get done with the challenge. Some people go work out, some people go eat and some people take a nap and the whole cast does not get together and interact as a whole. So the club scene is there to force all of the cast to be in the same room at the same time. And it just feels forced instead of letting things naturally occur. It's just like, none of this is like very engaging for me. Like, and I'll, and I'll take like ownership on that. I'm not, I'm not like trying to say that this is like how a, a bunch of people feel. It's just like, I don't know. Like I'm not entertained by any of this. Uh, I don't know what to do for you then, but. <laughs> I know. Like I've been thinking about it. Like I, like it, it's just like, I like have I have not enjoyed the season. Like there have been, for me, I think there have been like three good episodes. I think we went back and looked at it. Even you I, said there's been more. No, there were like three or four good episodes. 
And there's been some good ones. This, yeah, yeah. Like maybe more. Yeah. I would say that as a whole, I've enjoyed this season more than double agents because I felt like on double agents, there was no real standout. I mean, there were some good episodes, but I cannot off the top of my head, give you a memorable episode that made me go, Oh man, that one was great. It just kind of felt like it got in second gear and just stayed there the whole season. I would, I would 100% rather watch battle of the sexes than either of the last two seasons. Like not even, I I would, I would disagree. Like not a doubt. Like I think it'd be over faster. That's 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 true. Uh, I mean, this, we have like we have Kells shutting down Josh in the second episode. We have the episode where Fessy puts an Amber B, and then Corey and, yeah, that was Corey a good and Huey. That was a good one. Each other the Huey elimination. stuff was good. Yeah, I, I think there's. I I I've liked this. I think it's been fine. Yeah. Really? I, I think oh, I've liked it more. I liked it more than the last two, pretty easily. Yeah. See, I I still like this one more than Double Agents, Devin. Yeah. But the problem is, is they had the potential for this season to be off the chains great. And the format of you can pick any two people to go in just led to uninteresting rookie slaughter eliminations. And, you know, it's interesting, Devin, too, because like usually you're the guy that's like, I want to see this team just run up the score and beat up everybody. Yeah, it's all what, it's all what you want. But I can understand why this season is frustrating is because it's not, it doesn't feel legit because it almost felt like the game was rigged from the start for the vets, the way they did the format. It's just that like, I like to see that when like some of the players are engaging, right. And they're good characters. I don't think I'm not really entertained by Devin, Josh, Casey. This is not like Corey. Like this is not the the vets on Gauntlet Three or the champions on the Ruins Entertainment. Like this is just like, oh okay, cool. We're 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 going. We're still going. (laughs) Do you guys think there's any chance that? So right now we're at. um, Let's see. It's four. It's what? How many people are left in the house right now? We've got four, four and six. Yeah, it's fourteen left in the house right now. Yeah. Yeah. Is there is there any chance you think we see us like they they've switched to a two team format or something like that in this next no. episode or two? This, this thing's going the three teams all the way. This is where it's headed. I, I, I can't. I, can't I, I still. Can't I'm going to win money on it because y'all told That's me just not crazy. Gonna it's not going to stay teams. I don't. It's not going to happen. The point think. of the bet which I made was they will stay teams until the final. If they start the final as teams. I win. I yeah, think I that in the final, they will split it up at some point, but they will start the final as three teams. I think we, three teams I think we could even see a situation like the did on invasion where the underdogs were still under the impression they were going to run the final as teams when they showed up there. And then they show up and teach it like, all right, change back into your original outfits. You guys are all running as individuals with mixed pairs. Um, I think we could be heading towards that situation too. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised to see some sort of shakeup though, in the next couple episodes before the final. I think next week is going to be chalk, definitely for sure. I don't know. But it depends have, on. Well, the what, does, what does that mean for the woman who's going in? Uh, not necessarily with who will go in, but for the format of it, right? Like it'll be a team's okay. uh, mission. Mm-hmm. The winning team will nominate big someone T. from the teams that didn't. Yeah, it's it's going to be Big T or Emmy, one of the two. I could see um, Amanda going in. Uh, why? Because she's probably going to make a, make a deal with Emerald again <laughs> I mean, <laughs> to throw the mission, you know? Yeah. Uh, 
Emerald is for whatever reason thinking that they're a super team and that they're going to be unbeatable. But they've won every mission so far. Well, a mission is different from a final. And this is my point with the final. They're set up to lose that final right now. Definitely. I mean, they are so they're I mean, the, the way they're editing it, the way they're performing, their attitude, like every and CT in his uh defense on the vote in was perfect. He's like, you know what? I'm not messing with y'all give me all the misfits and I'll run the misfit final. They should have put him in there. Let's let's talk. Let's talk about this. This, this was completely idiotic, right? We had all these people talking about how they were going to, they were like strong with their team. They didn't want to switch teams. They were Ruby till the end. The only person who didn't say that was Corey. Corey was like, I'm going to get on your team and I'm going to sabotage your plan. That's who who you want. The the people that say, I want to stay on my team. I don't want to be part of Emerald. Those are the people that you want to put in because you don't want people coming on to Emerald. It makes yeah, no their sense. whole because their whole point has been we need to do everything we possibly can to make sure Emerald stays, which I don't think is a good mantra. First it's of all, a terrible idea. But then secondly, yeah, like everyone's saying, all right, CT's like, all right, I'm staying with Sapphire. Loki says I'm going to hold the Ruby line. They say all these things. Corey's the only person who's like, I'm going to switch over, and then he's the one they put in. Doesn't make any sense. Yeah, you know what's I, interesting? Maybe it just wasn't a factor for them, really. What's also interesting to me on this is Logan's decision to swap Kyle out and be with CT. That was an interesting choice because I think it was probably for where they are in the game right now, the correct choice. If you're not going to go to Emerald, which you should, but if you're not, it's interesting to swap Kyle out because I understand the point. You're not probably going to win if seats, if uh, big T is on your team, but I'm also thinking about this from Logan's perspective of, well, you know, I, I would like to win a mission. So if I want to win a mission, we're not going to win a mission if Big T is on our team. I just think he has to go to Emerald. I don't see an argument for him not doing that. I mean, I'm with you unless you just don't want to piss off the people in power. But my point. But then you're be, with them. What are they going to do? Well, that's my thing is like, what are you going to do? Like, what are they, they going to throw do? a mission so they can get put Logan in elimination and one of them possibly goes in? I just don't see. I don't. See All you have to do is say, I'm taking Emmanuel's spot on Emerald. Yeah. And everything's fine. No Emmanuel one on pissed. that team really Emmanuel, cares if he's there or not. Seriously. Emmanuel, let's see how you look in red. Go go over to Ruby and figure out what happens. How much that, that team now? So we've got Kyle, Nelson, Big T and Amanda. What, what are they going to be up to? If you get rid of Big T, that's actually a pretty good team. I mean, in what context? For a final. That's a pretty good team. I mean, I think Sapphire's set up pretty good for a final, too. Yeah, they're getting Sapphire. better every week. <laughs> Emmy, well, Emmy's, who knows how Emmy will do, but then... I, I could see her know. having a real meltdown in the final. Emmy True. is just going to do what Uncle CT melt- tells Emmy. her to do. That's the, the long and the and short. She did do a very good job of that this week, though. Yeah, I, I don't know. She could definitely... I Honestly, her... I think Uncle CT is leading Emmy on to protect Ashley because he will tell her, like, hey, since you're the rookie, you know, you, you need to... Gotta go in for a You gotta time. go in, you know, <laughs> you gotta take care of this. You're strong, you're this. He's gonna gaslight her to protect Ashley. I mean, so let's break this down for what could potentially happen for next week. Let's assume Emerald wins, right? Because... I think that's a pretty <laughs> safe assumption. The, the producers, again, will set up a mission where it by far favors having more people. Emerald wins. Who does Emerald vote in? Big I think there's a decent chance they put in Amanda. I think it's big. I T. don't think so. I, it's going to be big tier. It's going to be Emmy. One of the two. They just have, it, it, it seems like the relationships that they have with Amanda are too strong. Right. And they get too much an advantage of her throwing missions and helping them out. 
for in not going in. Yep. Well, we we don't know if that's going to continue to happen now that Corey's gone. Why would uh, it'll why, still why, why wouldn't why well, wouldn't, because, why wouldn't they want someone on another team throwing missions for them? Well, I'm saying I don't see I, why is she still throwing missions at this point. Because next week there's actually she a team for her to go in, in, right? And if they say throw the mission, you're not going in. They're like done. Deal. Why not do that? We'll see what happens because for her, her best chance to safety right now is just to actually win, which I know with Ruby is hard to do. But there's still a very good chance no. anybody that they pick is going to no, pick. Gonna gonna I'm with Devin. Like Amanda's best move is to go back and say, "How I'll yeah. throw it again if you don't vote me in," because oh, then huh. it's Big T versus Emmy, and her team gets better the moment Big T's off of it. Well, but how do we? But how do we know that Emmy or Big T isn't going to pick Amanda to go in? It's possible, for but sure. you have to roll that dice. Otherwise. It's a better chance than actually trying to see if Ruby's going to win. Yeah. She, she could also say she's going to throw it and then, like, kind of try to help Ruby. But even, let's put it this way, though, too. Like, even if she gets thrown in, would you rather face Emmy or Big T at this point? And the answer is you want to face Big T. So well, then if what, you can get Big T thrown in, you've got a 50-50 chance of, okay, Emmy's going in or I'm going in. And if I'm going in, I feel better taking on Big T than Emmy. Yeah, I think so. Part of why I say that is just we know Tori and Amanda do not get along. That that's been pretty well documented from uh, both after the show and some somewhat on the show. Um, I think Nani has is the one person in the house who has a good relationship with Amanda. You think Nani and Amanda? They showed it pre like preseason before the game. I know we haven't gotten much like during the actual episodes, but that was like one of the driving narratives at the start. It was like. Ashley, Amanda, Nani, and maybe someone else out on the canopy talking about how, like, this is their game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I th- the thing is, though, so since we've had that point, Nani had, did remember when Ashley and Priscilla went in against each other as soon as we switched to teams? Nani was the only person who was like, we shouldn't be rooting for Ashley in this. We should want to keep working on the vote in, and we also don't want to keep players who could potentially be good in a final around. So I, I think there could be a bit more of a killer instinct from her. As things so wouldn't, wouldn't Nani want to keep Amanda around if everyone perceives her to be really weak then? I mean, maybe, I don't know. We haven't heard that from Nani specifically, if she perceives Amanda to be that weak. I don't know. Like, I mean, I, th- I think it's going to be pretty chalk next week. I think it's going to be, yeah, I don't, dude, it's like, it's, it's just the way this is lining up. Like, I think Amanda, if she's smart, she's going to throw this next mission, mission again. And from what we've seen, she is smart, right? So I think that's probably what's going to happen. Um, she's going to throw the mission. They're going to throw in one of uh, Emmy or Big T, and then one of them is going to pick Amanda or Emmy. Yeah, we think there's. I mean, is there any chance? Like, if they just don't have a mission that's set up for numbers to be that big of an advantage, I, don't, I think Sapphire could pull out a win. And that's the thing. Even if Sapphire pulls it out, they're going to throw in Big T. Because it's the safest thing politically to do. And that's the way CT plays. So he's going to throw Big T in. And then she probably calls out. I mean, who do you call out if you're Big T at that point? Your choices are Amanda, Nani, Casey, and Tori. Probably Amanda or Nani. I don't know that she would call out Amanda. I think she probably calls out Nani. Yeah, maybe so. I think there's a, I mean, look, if they just don't have a mission where it's way in your favor to have numbers, like they, they can have something where it's not super yeah. advantageous to have more people. Yeah. We've seen plenty of missions before that it's actually been an advantage to have less people. Yeah, we, don't, we haven't seen an awareness on their part this season that that's like an issue. 
I don't think they care. They, they, they've never cared about one team snowballing the other team. They just don't. Mm-hmm. I mean, but these are, this is a different group of people, right? Well, I mean, it's, it's some of the same people that were on War of the Worlds 2, and they yeah. really care on War of the Worlds 2. No. I mean, uh, the thing is, if War of the Worlds 2, think about it. If Jordan and, if Jordan and Tori don't switch over, there's three people on the UK team by the end of it, like maximum. Yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> like, like it, Yeah. They... I don't know. I don't know what the fucking goes through their head. I don't know. Someone in Discord was talking about this earlier week. They were giving some essentially like cliff notes of a conversation that one of the producers had on Tori and Anissa's show, and it was pretty pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. They it have had like some interesting were pretty, people on. They they made it seem like it was pretty transparent that the people that get cast on the show are the people that they like, mm-hmm. right? And that was one indication that they gave. They also gave another indication that. They don't necessarily cast the who they think sh- are the best people to be on the show. They cast, they, they come up with a theme, and then based off of that theme, they then cast people, which is a terrible idea. That's an awful way to do it. Especially when these, uh, what, what, who doesn't fit Spy Size and Alice as a theme? What does that even mean? That doesn't mean <laughs> like, anything. Oh, we, we can't. All right, guys. We don't think, um, you know, Theo, he hasn't been that like sneaky lately. He's been very like upfront with what he's up to. We don't think he fits by his eyes now. He can't go. I don't know. There were some other interesting points that I did also one made. Has there I any- also love Nelson saying, um, I don't really have any allies on my team anymore. I just have spies and liars on my team. It's like, man, he's really just trying to shoehorn this team in any way he can. Yeah, it. he's trying. Yeah, he's, he really is. I mean, he, it's, it's like doesn't produce good content either. Like he, he, there were multiple times this episode where he did that. Mm-hmm. Well, it's got to be one of the, I think it's one of those things where like, you know how on Survivor, especially the first two episodes, people always say, oh, as a brain or as whatever. And you can clearly tell the producer, ask them, how do you feel as a brain about X? Um, no. It seems like we're getting a lot of that this season. And I mean, thank God Survivor doesn't even do that anymore. Like they don't even have a theme now, which honestly isn't that bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Like I haven't noticed it all. They, they don't yeah. feel the they don't waste that extra time that you're talking about trying to shoehorn the theme in that no one even cares about to begin with. Mm -mm. And by the way, for those of you listening to this, if you haven't seen last night's survivor episode, you should watch it. Don't, don't spoil. I might watch it. I'm not saying anything other than that. Just watch last night's survivor. It's funny. Awesome. Cause we remember we used to, we call, I don't know if we complained, but it was a thing for war of the worlds two and total madness that, um, they had. They ended up changing the name of the season uh, in post production because, for whatever reason, they just did. Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually think that might have been, even if I didn't like those seasons, that might have actually been a benefit because then they can't shoehorn in the theme yeah. constantly because they don't have they don't have a coherent one. Yeah, <laughs> play up to it. The battle yeah. for independence became total madness. <laughs> and like we've seen, like with War of the Worlds one or War of the Worlds two, um, there there was some type of theme there, but it wasn't like it was ham fisted in at every single point. Like like the vendettas or uh, spies as an allies. Now they they haven't they weren't doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, two two more things, and we need to head into power rankings because of our time. Uh, first of all, I called it. Next week is a Top Gun two tie in mission. Um, TJ specifically at the end of the episode said, "We'll see you in the danger zone." At the end of the episode, I'm like, "There's your clue that we're getting the Top Gun two tie-in for that." That was a really good take by you, Trace, because we—I didn't even think about that when we saw them in the pilot gear until you brought it up. And like as soon as you said, "I'm like, that makes complete sense." Mm -hmm. That's definitely what they're doing. So, who would you rather have host next episode? 
Tom Cruise or TJ Lavin? Why can't they both see what Tom Cruise is up to? Huh? I'd be curious to see what Tom Cruise, how Tom Cruise would approach it. Let's put it this way. They can't afford him. So you'd probably have Val Kilmer there with his voice box. Let's be real. I'd be fine with Val Kilmer hosting an episode. Is Val Kilmer going to be in Top Gun 2? Yes. Yes. He's confirmed that he filmed several scenes for the movie. Have you, when was Admiral, that you watched Top Gun? I've watched it within the last like couple years. Yeah, what I was your take. I, it was good. It's still like, I don't know if yeah. I, I don't know if I had ever seen it from beginning to end in one sitting. I think growing up, it was one of and Trace can confirm. It was on cable every it was day, all, all all the time. It was on. And so I don't think I, I don't think I ever movie. made a point to sit down and watch it from start to finish when I was a kid. But like I had, I had seen every scene right and so a couple years ago i sat or within the last couple years i sat down and watched it and i didn't think it was i didn't think it was bad some of the the plane footage you can just fast forward through just because (laughs) whatever but i didn't think it was bad my thing is with i feel like if we didn't have the mystique of being top gun i don't think people would think it was any good watch it i know i have watched it i know i think it's a generational thing there rob i really do that's one of those movies that like it was the first of its kind, you know, there was never a movie that had that type of, I mean, they'd had war movies before they had never had high octane action movies with live dogfight type stuff in it. And so between that, the rise of Tom Cruise as the movie star of the eighties and nineties was in effect at that point, like Top Gun really launched his career. Like cocktail was kind of his, you know, um, rise to stardom Top Gun cemented it. And so it, it, it just has like this iconic place for people that were probably born before 1990. I think cocktail, is one, of, cocktail is one of those movies that when you explain it to someone now, what it's about, they're like, what? Just like Roadhouse, right? It's the same thing. You tell them the basic premise of the movie. They don't even know what a Roadhouse is anymore. They, they can't believe that nobody an puts baby in the corner. 90 minutes was dedicated to, to bouncers. Sport. Uh, I mean, Roadhouse is incredible. It's like, incredible. incredible. It's so good. It's up Man. there with the Sylvester Stallone movie Over the Top, where he's a down on his yeah. trucker trying to get uh, uh, custody of his kid again, and he has to win an arm wrestling championship in Las Vegas to get his kid back. Like, it's incredible. I, I'd like to see a movie about an up on his left trucker. Like, well, what's like the top end of that profession like? Pretty damn good, actually. You watch Ice Cream. Yeah, you can make a lot of money. Make a lot of money. Uh, so. Oh, what was your other take here, Trace? Before oh yeah, the other take was is uh, I have fire. I was so convinced last season when we got to a certain point that CT was winning. I am. It is they are they are telegraphing it like it's not even uh, him and Emmy are going to walk away with money the way that they are editing this show. It's like it. it is it is so telegraphed at this point. We'll, we'll see what happens. All right, power rankings, let's do it. Uh, Trace, kick us off. All right, Uh, you have to go, as the team stand now, I don't think Logan's going to make the final at this point. I think he's going to go in twice. Uh, I think you're going to see, you have to go CT Kyle Nelson for the men. Kyle Nelson. Yep, and then for the women, sadly, you have to go Smashly. Emmy, Amanda. Amanda's still number three. I mean, she's probably, there's a chance she's going to go into elimination, 
And depending on the dynamics of the team, she might pick to go with CT over the other team. I just can't have her ranked at all based off of the aftermath show from last week. Like I just can't rank her. Okay. Fair enough. Overall, CT, Smashly, Emmy. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. Rob, that's where we're heading. Uh, Nelson, Devin, Emmanuel for the men. For the women, Tori, Casey, Nani. Then overall, Nelson, Tori. Uh, I'll go Devin, number three. Uh, say your overall again. Nelson, Tori, Devin. Why do you think Nelson? <laughs> Either yes, I... like he's in a terrible spot. Like terrible. Yeah. So either you're looking at spoilers or I am not looking at anything. Because right. like he is in an absolutely awful position. Like terrible. Right, well, why do you think his position is so bad? Zero allies. He has no Zero. He has no allies. He oh, never yeah. wins. He's on the he never he has no allies. He's on the worst team and he never wins missions. How the fuck can he be in a good spot? I don't think he has no allies. I think he has Amanda. He's the only ally he continually alienates. He's playing terrible. So, like, on top of all of those things that I made, he's a bad player. We'll see what happens. I, I think that he still has enough people who are have, are fine with him sticking around. Uh, we'll see if there's some killer instinct developed at some point. Or maybe not. Maybe they just let TT coast to the end, unfortunately. Oh, he is. He's in neutral, man. <laughs> I still think everything's been built around him so far this season. Who? Nelson. How? Explain this to me. And whenever they're like in the previews, when they're in the midseason trailers, it's all built around Nelson. No, no, no. Don't, don't give me any, don't give me anything in trailers. Like, what's happening on the show? Well, uh, okay, fine. Even on the show, he he's been a pretty fo- uh, strong focal point of the story so far. We see this episode. This episode, he's definitely like with Corey going home. They're going to have him be a significant part of that anyway. So maybe this episode isn't, isn't as good of an example. But we've seen in previous episodes, he hasn't had many episodes where he hasn't been involved at all i think every episode yeah, there, were, there, were, there were those episodes early in the season where he was pretty much invisible remember where he had one we talked about this at the time he had one confessional over like a couple episodes span no i i yeah, don't he did. Yeah. Was I, like i've one, been keeping track of them he hasn't been he has not been that long. i i think the reason that you're seeing nelson's prominence in the trailers is a he's always going to say yes and two, Buniman Murray has to start promoting people that aren't CT Bananas West because, especially in CT and Bananas' case, there ain't that many seasons left. I mean, CT's 40, okay? Like, he could probably hang on as long as he wants to. But at the same time, we just got news that he's going to be starring in a movie with Tom Berenger. He also yeah, has a reality about show about flipping houses under development. I mean, he's got a lot of stuff starting to happen outside the show, just like Bananas does. So, you know, they have to build new faces of the franchise. And I, for whatever reason, they're putting it under Nelson, probably because he's always going to say yes. And so you build the, the show around people that will always say yes. All right. Uh, I don't know. I guess I'll go CT. Kyle. Nelson. Uh, for the women, I'll go Tori, Casey, 
Nani. And then overall, I'll go Tori, Casey, CT. All right. Uh, before we leave, is there, because I feel like I definitely did this, this episode. Are there any things that we haven't covered that we should absolutely cover before the end of this? Uh, it happened in the episode. I don't think so. We covered the elimination. We covered the mission. We covered the fallout choices. I mean, other than the funny stuff with Kyle, because Kyle had a couple. We didn't really talk about be them slapping the donuts at a Big T's hand. That was I was very funny. offended by that. Big T was eating a breakfast of donuts and watermelon. Uh, yeah. the champions. Um, I mean, that's what the, like if they, if you're on Survivor, that's like a top end breakfast. I, I I took very big issue with them making fun of her than slapping the donuts out of her hand. I was very offended for her. It's interesting that they chose to show it too, right? I mean, because it's like eight seconds long. It doesn't take long to hear that. Uh, I think it's just them planting the seeds that she's going in next week because she's not, quote unquote, training. she's not, quote unquote, training or eating the right things. And so they're going to show that. <laughs> and it's an easy out for next week. <laughs> Rob, are you are you ready for the narrative next week about how Big T is going to go in because no one wants to run a final with her? Are you ready? <laughs> she's going to get the Anissa episode. <laughs> oh, it's happening. Uh we also had the funny moment at the start of the episode where Kyle talks with Logan about Amanda's strengths. Uh, she's annoying. She's toxic, but she's not bad at puzzles. <laughs> yeah. She, she's probably, like, if they do, I guess CT is the, the ringleader for puzzles, but she's number two or three, right? Yeah. Her and Ashley. It's Ashley, yeah. Amanda, CT. Yeah. Uh, we also got the moment with CT. Oh, Devin's good, too. Yeah. We got the moment with CT and Emmanuel at the start of the episode where they talked about their tradition in Romania. That <laughs> riding the dead pig. Riding yeah. the dead pig. That was, was crazy. Super bizarre. And then they and flash then he... up a picture of his childhood of him actually sitting on the pig. Yeah. Like, and then he starts slapping meat right before we catch him in the shower with Tori. Yeah. Oh, we forgot about that. Oh, wow. Yeah. That was the next one that I was going to bring up. The Emmanuel and Tori hookup scene, which I don't like. What do you want to say? Uh, yeah, I, 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 I yeah, I mean, they've been getting like two minutes of them doing stuff every episode, pretty much. And then we get the scene, which pretty much foreshadowed the whole episode of Corey and Nelson talking, talking about how people are preparing for war. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's a, it's not a good sign when it's just the two of you sitting there, and it's pretty much you two talking about how that's the alliance, right? Uh, well, they even they even said it. Corey even said it directly. Like the only person they have right now is Nelson, so that's not great. That's about it. Yeah. There all, we go. At least at least All Stars starts next week. We have All Stars starts on Thursday yeah, night, Thursday morning, my friend. If, I'm gonna be so disappointed if week one next or. Er, Episode one next week is a semi-mission with each person competing on their own <laughs> and an elimination with fire just going on around them. I'm gonna be so disappointed. <laughs> Get ready. There's like a there's like at least a 30% chance. That's there's at least true. a 30% chance. Yeah. I mean, the only thing that I love more about all-stars is I just like these personalities and characters better. And you know, just the trailer alone where they're all having the first party at night and they're all like yeah, this is going to be the best challenge ever. Woo! And if you look on the far right of the screen, Katie's just like whatever, smoking a cigarette on the side. Yeah, like, yeah. just these people are gold in terms of 
like I can deal with a shitty mission if the cast is really entertaining and this cast yeah. is entertaining. Yeah. So good All times. Right. Thank you for listening. And we'll talk to you on Sunday. If you're a patron, if you're not a patron, become a patron at the challenge chronicle or at uh, patreon.com slash challenge chronicles. And you can get a bonus episode per week. We'll talk to you again soon. Bye.